Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally how I do it, I would read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. However, I just wanted to talk to y'all on today, so I will not be reading a poem. So sorry, so sorry. However, we have reached over 3,000 plays in less than one year with the Dear Future Hubby podcast. So I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one of you that made this possible. I have tried podcasting before and I gave up on myself without nourishing it initially. I let the naysayers be the reason why I stopped. But this time I tried and I continued despite every bit of adversity that has come my way, every dart that has been thrown, every negative thing that has been sent, like energy that has been sent in my direction, every reason that I had to say, you know what, forget this. It's just too much work, time and effort involved. It is too much to talk about and not enough time. All the different things that I could have said or thought to prevent me from pressing forward. All the different scenarios that have taken place. I've had nine deaths in my family in less than a year. And yet I continued to press forward. I have experienced insurmountable levels of trauma within the past 12 months, well, almost 12 months, because it'll be a year in January, so 11 months. And despite every single dart that has been geared in my direction, intended to hit me, intended to make me fall, intended to shut me up, intended to destroy me, Every single dart that has been thrown, I have found strength in my creator and my from my support system, from the people that genuinely love me, that genuinely wield the very best in my life, that don't have any ill intent toward me that I'm picking up on, that truly want to see me, quote unquote, succeed. And I have taken their energy and the energy that God has bestowed upon me. And I have used that to overcome things that in the natural eye, in the natural mind, I shouldn't have been able to overcome. Hashtag, but God. I am elated. I am elated I am elated. I am elated. I really can't even say that enough because this has been a journey. And I know for all of the mega podcasters out there, 3,000 plays, 3,000 plus plays may not sound like a lot, but I am a small town girl from Austin, Texas, black at that, 
<laughs> Let me put that out there. Um, and I have weathered so many storms. I've had so many odds stacked against me in so many different ways. And to find the strength and the courage and the motivation to continue against all odds is something that in this moment, I am extremely proud of my own self for not giving up. Because when things are not going the way that we desire them to go, when things are not happening as quickly as we would like for them to happen, when it looks as if our efforts are in vain, when it feels as if no one is truly listening or they'll never truly understand your journey, what it is that you've been through, they'll put their, their own spin on it or they'll add or subtract from your truth however they see fit. Whenever you're going through so much adversity and you're just like, you know what? It would truly be easier to give up than it would for me to press forward. But you opt to listen to the voice that says press forward instead. And you continue even if you are speaking to an audience of one. You continue to press forward. I remember I actually spoke to my team about that one time. Um, I called it the audience of none because initially... When you're starting something, you may not have an audience. So you may literally be speaking into the air. <laughs> no one but yourself is truly listening. But the actual audience has not manifested yet. But in that practice time and you're taking the time out to practice and you're taking the time out to get your pitch right and your get your tone right. Um, how you're going to react if someone asks you a certain question, whatever it may be, when you're in those moments of practicing, trying to perfect your craft, you may only have an audience of none. You may not have anyone to give you a clap, to give you your accolades, to tell you well done, to tell you to try again. It may just be you and the air. Or you may have an audience of one and that one person, although that one person may be a friend, a relative, your pet, your stuffed bear, whatever it is. And you're taking a moment to speak to your audience of one or none as if it's an audience of millions and not to be discouraged that all you're seeing is an audience of one. But you begin to project as if you're speaking when you're speaking to the audience of one, that you're speaking to the audience of multitudes. And you may stumble on your words the first couple of times. You may leave out an important sentence the next time you may forget to say a phrase that you wanted to utilize for that particular moment. You may forget to breathe in and breathe out. <laughs> you may forget all of these important things, how to dictate this or how to convey this or how to articulate that. You may forget, but in the course of your practicing in front of the audience of one, you are learning how to perfect your craft. 
And it still may take a series of years for you to truly be considered perfect in your craft. When I listen to a lot of my episodes, I chuckle and I chuckle because they, they're right. They say we are our biggest, we're our biggest critics and we truly are our biggest critics. But at the same time, I chuckle because I'm like, girl, you're so bold. You're bold to talk about those things. You're bold to talk about the fact that you had a miscarriage. You're bold to talk about the fact that you lost custody of your three oldest children. You're bold to talk about the fact that you've been married and divorced. You're bold to talk about the fact that you are putting your life out there for the world to hear, judge, and draw whatever conclusions they want to. But somebody is going to be affected by you telling your truth unapologetically. That's going to inspire someone else to do it. And what I'm loving is that I didn't just have that thought. I have watched it manifest. I have watched my friends start their own podcast. I have had conversations where I have encouraged those that are like, Teresa, I heard you say this and this. And you know what? I got a story that I could tell too. Man, I want to do that. And helping them get into a position to be able to do that. And not even look back, not worry about the people that told them that it was not attainable, not worry about the people that told them you ain't got nothing to say. One thing I've learned is that a prophet is not accepted in his own hometown. So a lot of people that are listening to even this podcast, they're not from my hometown. It's people across the country that are listening to this podcast not necessarily in my own hometown, but someone thought enough about this small town Austinite to be like, let me hear what she has to say, whether I agree or disagree. One thing I have learned about speaking your truth is that no one can tell you how your truth impacted your life because it's your truth. If they have a different perception of or perspective on how it is that your truth impacted their lives, they can create their platform to discuss that. Similar to when you're writing a book. I remember when I was writing my first book. So my first book, for those of you that don't know it, is called A Strong Will Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And I remember when I was writing this book that... Um, there were people that had opinions in terms of what I should have shared and what I probably should not have shared. And it would have been easy for me to say, go write your own freaking book. But this is my book with my name on it. And I'm going to talk about those things that impacted my life because it's my journey, healing scars over time through my poetry. That's how I was able to overcome a lot of the adversity that I faced in that season of my life. As a matter of fact, that's why I'm still able to, able to overcome a lot of adversity in my life even now is because I use my pen and paper to be able to get that junk out so that it does not lie dormant within me and manifest in different areas of my life. Unannounced, unaware, next thing you know, oh my goodness, another trigger has been ignited and she going all the way off. 
because I didn't get that mess out. It lied dormant. And then at the most unexpected of times, it could easily remanifest in an ugly way. So what I learned how to do was write that stuff down, get it up and out of me. Maybe come back and reflect on it later. Do you still feel that way or no? There's been a lot of times that I've avoided arguments <laughs> because I took a moment to write something down instead of just spewing it off the moment that I thought it. But I took a moment to write it down. I took a moment to pay attention to how I was feeling. I took a moment to digest and process why I was feeling that way, to try to find the root. And if I couldn't find the root, to figure out a way that I could articulate this to the person involved or the persons involved so that I would not inflict a permanent wound and how I presented that particular situation. That has taken years of practice because back in the day when I was younger, I would spew off what I thought or what I felt not thinking or worried about how it would impact the other person. That's a level of immaturity that I displayed in those years. Now I weigh my words. I don't always get a hundred but I weigh my words. I, I consider my audience. I didn't even know anything about considering your audience until I entered into corporate America, the second phase of my life and started being around more educated people that their conversation was different and the way that they conveyed things was different. And I had never heard it presented to me that way. Make good decisions. Know your audience. Who are you speaking to? What are you trying to convey? How are you going to articulate that to where this person, this person, and this person all have various backgrounds? How can you communicate it in such a way that you're reaching all three people and not just the one? I had never been in those type of atmospheres where someone would take the time out and have those heartfelt conversations with me. And when those conversations began, it helped me to see, we see more in you than you see in you. So in order for us to get you from point A to point B and eventually to Z, what we're gonna have to do is walk you through this process show you when you're here and you're doing a PowerPoint presentation, this is what presentation looks like. When you're over here and you're just sending out an email, this is what presentation looks like. And over a course of time, the more that I practiced, the more that I started to become aware of my audience. But that was over time. And it took someone to take time out to show me the way. In this journey of podcasting, I have not had a mentor. Could I do a whole lot better? I believe I could. Had I or had or if I <laughs> had an actual mentor, I don't have that. So I am using the tools that I have. Could I do better? There's always room for improvement. 
I don't, a lot of people are under the impression that before I speak, I know what I'm going to say. I'm here to tell you I don't. None of my episodes are rehearsed. None of my episodes are pre-recorded. What you hear is what you get. So if you hear a kitten meowing, <laughs> if you hear a door opening and shutting, if you hear papers ruffling, it's because when I record, you're in the moment with me. We're living this thing out together spontaneously, organically, naturally. And I wanted it that way because I feel like that's how real life is. We can't dictate every single thing that's going to happen with each and every turn. That's not how life is. So what I wanted to present to my audience was my true authentic self. I wanted you to be able to be in those moments when I'm coughing, <laughs> when I'm laughing, when I'm crying, whatever it is that I'm going through at that moment when I'm reflecting. I wanted you to be able to be in that moment with me. Because there's somebody out there, and even if it's just one person, that has this false perception that appears to be real, that I got to have it all together. And I'm here to tell you, you don't. Be yourself. Be who you were made to be, unapologetically. Your audience is waiting for you, whoever that is. Whoever that is, they're waiting on you. And we get so caught up in the polished versions that we miss the journey. We miss the process. We miss the, that's the fun of it all. I hope and pray that I will be around long enough to be able to go back a few years from now and listen to the beginnings of my podcast journey and be like, wow, look at how my conversation has changed. Look at how now I'm married to my future hubby. Lord say the same. I pray he does. <laughs> look at who I interviewed back then. Look at how I'm interviewing them now. Look like I want to be able to be that person. It's like a, a, a recorded journal. So I want to be able to go back to certain episodes and be like, wow, that's when it was only episode three. Now we're looking at episode 2000 and XXX, you know, or I want to be that person. I want to be that person that can reflect on the growth over the course of time who doesn't change her stripes because of the course of time, who you can still call, who you can still converse with, who hasn't gotten out of touch with reality, who's still down to earth, who will still tell the truth and shame the devil. Like I'm trying to still be that person, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, Lord say the same. And I pray that he does from now. And so it's a, a, a starter. It's a mark for me, a starter, a starting point. And you've been on the journey with me. And I 
thank you for that. I thank you for going on this journey with me. I hope that any one of my episodes or many, wherever it falls on the spectrum of your life, that is something that has touched you, that has encouraged you to do you unapologetically to be the best version of yourself that you possibly can to be willing to learn a new trade to be willing to learn a new gift a new talent to be able to do something different for yourself whatever that looks like whenever that takes place I hope that that's one of the things that I was able to do even with my children that they'll be able to reflect and be like mom you did that Mom, you're doing that. Mom, that's your voice. You interviewed X, Y, and Z. What? Do you, what? This celebrity, that celebrity, because it's coming. Y'all think it's not, but it is. I'm speaking those things that be not as though they are. I'm allowing God to order my steps, but I'm not putting any limitations on them. Not my will, but his will be done. But I've seen it already. I've already seen it. The vision was, it was in me before I was formed in my mother's womb. It's going to come to pass. What vision has been placed inside of you before you were formed in your mother's womb? Be that vessel that allows it to come to pass. Again, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for entrusting me with a few minutes of your valuable time to listen to what I got going on in my world. (laughs) Good, bad, ugly or indifferent. We've reached over 3000 plays in less than 365 days. You are the reason why that came to pass. Can we double it by next year? Let's see. Spread the love and spread the word. It's the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am Teresa Reese, and this will conclude my episode. But please do me a huge favor and take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.